The following program contains coarse language and nudity. Viewer discretion is advised. Whoa. I know you're going to dig this. Your host for tonight's show, The Lost Dial. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard the Soul for Sound Part 1. Now, Part 2, are you ready? to the 46th episode of The Lost Dial. I am Mike DuPaul. Sitting to the left of me is the spirit of non-existent Wendy. And sitting across from the two of us is T. Sterling Watson, wearing the true cross of, or the true nails of the uh, Lord and Savior. You only say that when I... I, I usually have it on every day. You wear it underneath. Yeah. Only One of these days, you're going to poke yourself in the heart with that. I already have usually. A day. <laughs> yeah. You wear it to bed? Yeah, I don't take it off. It's just, it's just too much work. Oh, Jesus. It's lazy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I could do a, a nails to bed with me. Well, I had a smaller one, and then that actually poked me more <laughs> than this one. But this one feels sharper, but I use it to open boxes. So, uh, so are you saying that Wendy's dead? Um, I don't know. You said you said something about her death if she tried to uh, oh, right. make her way in here. So right. <clears throat> yeah, she's 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 a busy one. She's um, a busy one. Though I was pretty busy too yesterday, but it's all good. Hey, you know what? <clears throat> that is uh, that is why we do what we do. But uh, quoting um, quoting Tina Fey here, I I just want to say, and I'm changing the name. <clears throat> Sterling, you are an enigma. Wrapped in bacon, wrapped in a crescent roll. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. I just had to. Uh... Oh, that's the one that you highlighted? Yeah, that's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> How are you enjoying it so far? It's pretty good. It's pretty entertaining. Not too bad. Bossy um, pants. I haven't, I haven't read a book in a while. Um, or I haven't read anything in a while. Uh, yeah, so I decided to... Uh, check this out because i needed to dive back into the whole uh reading books thing mm. um with something light yeah it's light but it's also very good um it's entertaining it's i didn't want i didn't want to start off with anything too fucking preachy you know too there's so many fucking preachy books out on the market these days you know warning us of fucking economic collapse and you know so nothing by ben stein you're not gonna read any of his books right yeah, now. i you know i used to i used to until I until I realized what Ben Stein's political fucking views are, uh, I used to think he was okay. Now, so not now he's just a fucking curmudgeon, if you ask me. 
I haven't really heard too much from recently, but then again, I haven't been watching as much political news and stuff as I used to. It so. is the same old horse shit. Mm. The other thing going on right now, mm. speaking of mm. CNN and such, is the Whitney Houston funeral. Someone kept saying wedding earlier, but... Mm. Um, and I had already decided I wasn't going to watch it. She's marrying the afterlife. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's her marriage to the afterlife. Yes. Whitney, Whitney, why did you have to go and fuck it all up and, and give us a week of, of living hell, you know? Mm. You can't escape the Whitney craze right now. The death of Whitney Houston. And I love how last week you played... The whole fucking song. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't end it. I knew you were going to... I'm like, as soon as I heard it, I'm like, he's going to play the whole fucking thing. But really, mm. it was it was Wendy's idea. She had uh, sent me a message like the night before. and was like, you know, you should play that one. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'll play it. So I, I, I wanted to play it somehow and, you know, give some kind of tribute because, hey, I'm not a fan, but I do, you know, admire her work. I, I understand. I understand the craze. I understand, um, you know, the... Um, the cable news outlets are having a field day because they get a break from talking about the Republican candidates for a day and uh, focus on her funeral. Hmm. I know I did. I, I caught a little bit of CNN's coverage earlier, and they were just out on the street trying to trying to get through the crowds of media that were starting to collect around uh, Jesse Jackson and this one and that one. And <clears throat> and all the officials saying not to come to the church because there's nothing to see here. Go, you're better off staying at home and watching on TV. And I love how people have been fucking tearing Governor Chris Christie apart. Oh, yeah, I heard about that about yesterday, too. Is she worth, is a celebrity's death worth flags being... Uh, Lowered. Sailed at half mass or whatever. Well, that's not the first time he's done it, though. Apparently, when was the last? When was the other time he did it? Uh, I think when Clarence when Clemens, Bruce Springsteen's mother died. Clarence Clemens, I was oh, going to say. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if Bruce Springsteen's mom is still alive or not. I but. don't know either. But um, he's yeah, a Jersey boy. Just when he died, he had uh, had the flags lowered, and I don't think anybody. I don't know if anybody made a big deal about it, but Who gives a fuck. I know. You know, I understand. I do understand where the people are coming from. You know. How come, how come we don't do this, what we're doing about, you know, covering Whitney Houston's funeral or wedding, however you want to look at it, as, you know, the, the, it's, it's an all-day event. Why don't we do this with every soldier that is killed in Afghanistan and Iraq? I understand that. That's the point they're making. You know, the, the flag should not be flown, at, you know, halfway down the pole, you know, for a celebrity, it should only be reserved for um, decorated soldiers, regular soldiers, or maybe even like presidents, politicians, a president. You know, um, I'm, and honestly, I'm not really, I'm not against it, nor am I for it. I, I don't really mind it. Really, I don't, uh, I don't see it like it's a big deal. I don't, I don't give a shit either. He's he's the big top dog in fucking New Jersey. He can do whatever he fucking wants. I thought what you're gonna say was how he vetoed. Uh, uh, same-sex marriages. He did yeah, that yesterday, yeah, too. So, yeah. Well, why? Because he wants them to do it like California's been trying to do it, right? With, like, like Prop I, 8. I didn't read his reasons. I just know, like, oh, okay, there's a bunch of New Jerseyans that are... I think he doesn't, he doesn't want it, you know... Uh, he doesn't want to get any legislation from, from, you know, the House, the New Jersey State House, 
he wants it to be more like a proposition eight dealio i i really don't get it fucking but that's not working out very well in california either because like they had it for a couple days Mm -hmm. and then they now they don't have it Mm. but good for washington state okay because they have it now good for that gas bag that i played the other episode (laughs) because i was just uh coming from a republican that was just very 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 touching Mm tear to my eye to hear a Republican, you know, and yeah, I mean, they're people too. And they have members of their family that, you know, sometimes come out of the closet like she did, you know, she lost her husband. She misses the, the bond that she had with him as a person. And then her daughter comes out. So she's got things that happen in her life that give her reason to, you know, not be a curmudgeon. Um, but yeah. So just, she wanted to put people like in her place to kind of. She's like, why should I me? fucking, why should I vote to not allow people to share that bond that I had with my, with my husband, you know, mm-hmm. and my daughter, why should she not have the right to, to live in misery with the person that she thinks that she loves? <clears throat> That's nice to think about. <laughs> You can think about it. Why, why can't they enjoy, um, you know, going through a bitter divorce like like heterosexuals? You know, because that's that's how. Which is what a lot of people say anyway. I'm like, let them all be miserable. Just let them like be us. miserable. Let them be miserable. <clears throat> I, uh, yeah. I'd just like to say that there are some marriages out there that do. Oh last. yes. So power to them. Your your parents are a good example of that. Exactly. My parents are a good example of that. Even you know I graduated high school in in the year 2000 that was a long fucking time ago but even back then even back in my high school days i was one of very few people whose parents were still together wow and that was a fucking decade ago more than a decade ago during the years of you know so it's not like it's a brand new thing it's like you know mm-hmm. the uh the family unit has been breaking apart for a long time now yeah but, but kudos to those who, you know, keep it together. Kudos. You know, it's not an easy thing to do. And yeah, it's not easy. Could I see the magic cord? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Is it all... You asked me before and I didn't even, you know, had, said, you, didn't yeah, even, you didn't even say, would you like it? Oh, would yeah. you like to use it? <laughs> uh, there's something I want to, I was distracted by the card. Tomorrow is your, uh, another big night for you. What's tomorrow? Isn't it the Academy Awards? That's next week. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Fuck, I thought it was tomorrow. I was actually going to put an hour or two aside so that I could know what the fuck you're talking about when we oh. come in. This I'd be more into than the Grammys. I mean, I, I listen, I, I, I never, I listen to people's reviews of, of, the, uh, of the Grammys, but I didn't watch any of it or go back and watch any clips of it myself. Or you didn't go back and listen to the show that you weren't on? I did. No, oh, I did. I did. Oh, I, you did this time. Yes. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I listened to your guys' reviews, um, some other, but I personally never went and I, I, I gotta say, I haven't seen an actual clip from, Oh, you that. haven't seen any of, okay. Right. Any visual clips of the stupid Grammys. I just listened to, <laughs> I just listened to everybody bark about it and say how much they either loved it or fucking despised it. <clears throat> What's this guy's name? I got to look this guy's name up. <clears throat> But speaking, speaking of speaking of films, well, I'm just gonna touch on the Grammys real quick. It's not even about the Grammys, it's about it. Chris Brown again. Chris Brown. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, 
Oh, let's see. What is the madness he's doing now? I knew he should have wrote it down. Um, oh, man. Completely forgot now. But he apparently might be on another song or on the remix to a new Rihanna song. Oh, good. Yeah, so that's <laughs> that's interesting that that's developing. And there was one I thought he was thing. incarcerated. He's not incarcerated? No, he had to do community service, oh, which, it. you know, I was happy to see the pictures of him picking up trash on the highway. Was he in but a fucking orange jumpsuit? He... Or was it more was. a little more? Uh, I think he was able to wear. They didn't want to. They didn't want to have everybody spot him out. You know. But I mean, he's still out in the open. So I mean, anyone driving by could say, "Hey, that's Chris Brown over there." Hey, Chris Brown, you fucking sock and throw eggs at him. He's as got some of those by. nice sneakers on and everything. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, I think he used a pickup line, some pickup line to, I think at some after party, saying like, uh, "Why don't you give me your number? I'm, I promise I won't beat you." Or something like that. <laughs> Did he say that? It was something like that. I know I'm kind of paraphrasing. What a vicious curmudgeon he is. I don't care for him <laughs> at all. So I promise I won't bash your skull in in the near future. It's horrible. So. <laughs> oh God. Mm. Oh, did you have something to play? Uh, in a moment. Oh, okay. Uh, Lars von Trier. Are you familiar with him? He's a director. He is. Uh, oh, I am familiar with him, yes. The, I've only seen one of his films, The Antichrist, yep, featuring... Uh, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe's cock. You see it a lot in that movie. <laughs> and I don't, I don't say starring Willem Dafoe. I say starring Willem Dafoe's wang. Mm. And the attractive in a weird way, but ugly at the same time, that French woman. I'd have to look her name up. Uh, I believe she's French. An, 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 a, a, she orig, her origins are of France, but now she, uh, Lars von Trier loves her. But um, yeah, she's, uh, she's one of them women that she's like, I can, I can see where, I can, she's attractive to me, but at the same time, she looks so fucking beat up. Mm. Not that she's necessarily, you know, lived a life where, you know, a um, self-destructive lifestyle where she's purposely fucked her looks up, but it's just, it's a, like a natural Mediterranean beat up look. Mm. She's got fucking huge cheekbones and look just, up her name. Yeah. I got to find this girl. I, I believe she's French. I believe she's of French descent. Um, but anyway, um, just because uh, Aaron LaFond uh, made a note of this movie that I forgot was coming out. I guess it was in Khan's uh, Melancholia. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that actually looks pretty good. I'm, I'm interested in seeing that. Um, I, yeah. I just I wanted to throw that out there. If anybody, if anybody likes really dark <laughs> fucking... It does look grotesque. Dark. I mean, the Antichrist. I it was in, it was good. I I enjoyed it. It was a thrill ride for the ages. But ah, uh, um, yeah. No wonder why I wouldn't remember exactly. Charlotte Gainsbourg. Berg. Gainsbourg. See if you can find a picture of her, just so you can. Uh, that that I guess that's the best way I can describe her. She's got a she's got a typical beat oh, she's up. She's from England. Oh, is she? Yeah, she was born in England. Fuck, man. I don't know why I thought she was French. Oh, European. Yeah, it's all the same. <laughs> they're, all, they're all in the same boat. They all look beat up as fuck. <clears throat> Lars von Trier. Anyway, yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah, she's also in Melancholy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her and um, Kirsten Dunst. Mm -hmm. Is that how you say it? Yep. Kirsten. One of those fancy Kristens. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no, it's Kirsten. It's Kirsten. The R and the I are, you know, reversed. Yeah. She's also in The Science of Sleep and 21 Grams. Movies I've both seen, but I wouldn't remember that she was in them. 21 Grams, huh? Is yeah. that one with um, the ever so crazy Sean Penn? Yes. I've, I've seen pieces of that, I believe. I remember pieces of it. It wasn't like one of those movies like, oh, man, I love that movie. It's just one of those movies that I've seen. So, so um, Melancholia, I don't know how you can watch that at the moment, but I'm sure there's ways. Uh, another movie I want to throw out there. Oh, it's, oh, wait, yeah, it did come out already. Okay, never mind. But it was just, it was at cons, but it, I don't think it was in the... Uh, the, the theaters, the general theater pool. <clears throat> Sometimes, especially with movies like that, they don't always don't make it, or they make it in limited. You, you got you got to go to an artsy fartsy towns like like, like Northampton, Mass, or like Keene, New Hampshire, where they have the old theaters and they show good movies that no one else would be able to see. Living in uh, there are a couple of them in Hartford and New hell. Haven, and especially New York City. Because oh yeah, of course, that's where I got to see the Tree of Life. Was in New York City at this. <clears throat> Theater, not in the middle of nowhere, because I mean it's New York yeah. City. But you gotta go, you gotta go to the Yartsy old theaters, right? So that's where you can find <laughs> movies like that. Um, Showcase Cinema is not going to be playing any Lars von Trier films anytime, unless <laughs> unless it got a lot of publicity right, and right, a lot of people right, liked right, it. Right, that's the only way. But a movie, if you are, and I've never been one to put fucking um, uh, Christian Bale up on a pedestal. Um, the Machinist. I don't know if you've ever heard of this I've film. I've seen it. He lost huge amounts of weight in this film for the purpose of the story. I'm looking deathly ill. Yeah, <laughs> it is like I I was trying to eat some this tortellini dish. At wanted one to give point. it to him. At no, but we I made the mistake of saying because we started watching it the night before and I'm eating this cheesy tortellini dish and I'm like oh yeah we didn't finish The Machinist with wicked skinny fucking Christian Bale which it was it started you know it was very interesting and I wanted to finish it but it was not a good idea to turn it on as I was trying to enjoy this tasty tortellini <laughs> dish I just can't look at this I just can't look at that and eat at the same time just like I can't eat with most redheads it just I get very nauseous <clears throat> really what do you have against redheads oh I have nothing against gingers but I they just I can't eat around them. They they something about something about their skin, their complexion. There's one right there on the screen. Ew! <laughs> <laughs> they're so gross. No, as people, they're 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 wonderful people. I just can't eat around them. That is very bizarre. Um, but yeah. So anyway, just and and it just having one of his scenes where he had no shirt on and he just he looks like he looks like a Holocaust victim, a walking Holocaust victim. But uh, it's definitely a movie worth checking out. I just wanted to say The Machinist. Oh, yeah, because you like those disturbing movies anyway. The Machinist. Uh, I have a weird suspicion. I got to look it up. Uh, we're going to get to something about... Uh... Shit. Okay. Well, um, speaking of <laughs> films and whatnot... Um, Jason Reitman has been doing this thing for the past few months where he has uh, readings of famous movies. Say, um, who is this? Jason Reitman, or Reitman, Reitman. I think it's Reitman. Well, he's the son of Ivan Reitman. Oh, okay. Uh, he directed a few movies like uh, Juno and um, uh, Thank You for Smoking. And he's been having these readings of like famous movies like The Breakfast Club, but having different 
actors portray these roles like actors you wouldn't assume mm -hmm. and what he did most recently was a reading of uh reservoir dogs really with an all-black cast nah. except for the one black actor that's actually in the movie which i actually completely forgot about he has him replaced by pat Nas oswald really? so apparently this was a really well done well put together thing and i wish i could go see these things because they just sound absolutely wonderful and <laughs> they're not recorded i don't think they can be because like you probably need rights and stuff mm -hmm. um but Oh man, I wish I was there. So for all the like, the cast for um, Reservoir Dogs included Terrence Howard, Cuba Gooding Jr., Anthony Mackie, Common, um, Chai or Chi McBride. Um, Chi McBride. It's a few other ones, uh, somewhat bigger names. Uh, I want to say Anthony Anderson, but I don't know if he was. I don't know which there. one of those gentlemen gentlemen played the. Uh, the big boss man at the, or I can't think of what his name yeah, is. Yeah, uh, Chi McBride, he probably played uh, the big, uh, I know who you're talking about. Mr. Poiple's on a different job. You're <laughs> Mr. Pink. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, who is Mr. Pink? Um, I think that was Anthony Mackie, I think. I don't, know. Just I, I don't know who any of these black gentlemen are, by the way. I mean, you would know, you would know them if you saw <laughs> if them. If I saw them, right? I don't know them by name. Yeah. <clears throat> but that, that's my, again, that's more my con contribution to Black History Month because uh, I wasn't prepared. You got to get that. it in because it's almost over. I know, I know. I'm a little upset because I wanted so badly to see Red Tails. And by the time I actually had some money to go see it, I couldn't find it. Oh, about the Tusk, Tuskegee, Tuskegee, the Tuskegee Airmen. Yes. And I don't I'm, see. I bet that would probably be good. But I saw the previews I saw made turned me right off. Yeah, I mean, it's. It doesn't look like anything too special, but I do want to support, like, you know. Uh, Cuba put a lot of, uh, he, he made that happen, I think. I think he's behind that movie coming to fruition. <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr., I'm not kidding. I saw an interview with him, I, I'm pretty sure. So you don't know who produced it? No. George Lucas. Him. Right. But I think it took Cuba to really um, woo George Lucas for him to actually do it. Well, George Lucas has been trying to get it done for over 20 years. I thought it See, all right, then Cuba Gooding Jr. is a fucking liar because he's <laughs> the one who said that he's been trying to get it done for years now. I mean, years we, now. we both could be right because as far as I know, I think he was in another Tuskegee... Tusk, bah, he was in another Tuskegee. movie similar to it. I thought he was at least. God but. damn you, Cuba... I, I trusted him. He basically... He said he... He cried and complained about how he has been, it's been like hell for him the past however many years trying to get this movie made. And he had to basically suck off the great George Lucas to have it done. And even then, he didn't do it right. And he had to go back and do it again because George Lucas turned him down. George Lucas wouldn't even meet with him when he made the request in the beginning. Hmm. If, 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 uh, if Cuba Gooding Jr.'s publicist called you and said, uh, hey, Cuba wants to come on your little uh, podcast, would you turn him down? Probably not. I would. Oh. <laughs> no, uh, no he's, he's great. Cuba Gooding Jr. is great. Mm -hmm. he's, he's awesome. But, I mean, I'll look into it, though, because mm -hmm. um, I really needed to see the movie because I, I wanted to write a, a little review about it, and then um, it's supposed to be a guest post that I'm doing on a friend of mine uh, on her blog. But... Um, I have to go find a theater that's still playing it. And the reason why it's not playing anymore, uh, it's probably a couple reasons. One, it probably just dropped down in you know box office sales, yeah. which you know a lot of movies do. Um, 
And plus, it's Oscar season, so a lot of the Oscar movies come back into right. theater. So, uh, and I told someone about it, and they thought of the whole racism thing. I'm like, I don't think so. I mean, it could be, but I'm a little more less cynical about it. Mm-hmm. So, we'll we'll see if I can find it, and if not, I'm just gonna have to try to think of something else to write about because I'm running out of time. I have less than a week. Right. So, um. I, I just, I guess I'll start start this off by saying, oh, Lawrence Fishburne, that was the other big. Ah, uh, Lawrence he played, Fishburne, he played Mr. White. Really? Yeah. Ah, ha, ha. all right. I knew there's a big name I was forgetting. Good okay, one. go on, Lawrence Fishburne. All right, nice. All right, that's not bad at all. Did you ever see what was he in that I wanted to see but I never got around to seeing? The uh, the King of Scotland. Yes. The last king of Scotland or whatever. You're thinking of Forrest Whitaker? Oh, shit. Yeah, I am thinking of Forrest Whitaker. But yes, I've mind. seen that. And he won, I think he won an Oscar for that. That is a movie that I wanted to see that I, sorry, I confused the uh, those two. Yeah. yeah, he was nasty. Forrest Whitaker, yeah. He played that role a little too well. <laughs> the last, is it, the, is that what it is? The last king of Scotland? It might be. It's old news anyway. Um, I want to start off by saying that ever since I was a child, I, I always wanted to be a, a villain in Batman. <laughs> I've always been, I, I, I'm sorry, dude, who, who has done, and you know, who's done superhero? There was no such fucking thing as superheroes before we came around. All right. That's how it is. What an incredible idea. I mean, I, I could go into a whole philosophical rant you about mean like back in the fifties. Just just the, the birth of superheroes, <clears throat> of of basically um, dress you know Halloween costumed freaks that run about the night and save us from evil. What an amazing fucking concept, in general. Mm-hmm. But. Amongst all of these fucking superheroes that have come out of, you know, the minds of these brilliant people, I have always been very inspired by Batman. Batman, it's because it's it's dark and he's a normal guy, even Mm -hmm. though he's got a lot of money to back up all the crazy shit he does. I just think Batman is... Because he's, of all the superheroes, well, no, I shouldn't say of all the superheroes, he's one that the public never trusted in the beginning, Mm -hmm. never really completely trusted throughout his tenure. Right. (laughs) You know, because of his inner demons and people just, you know, Superman, did did anybody ever doubt Superman for a minute? Oh, no, because he's... You can clearly see he's for He's good. the all-American superhero. Fuck that. A lot of things he did was in daylight, whereas Batman, he right, works at does night. Right, does it at and, night. And he's considered a vigilante, whereas Superman, he's an alien who, yeah, he's yeah, got super strength, so he can obviously see. Basically, I've, I've just, but I've always been more, um, more just enamored with uh, the villains in Batman. Not that I'd want to be one of the existing villains. Mm-hmm. I'd like to be an original villain in Batman. But anyway, a while back, you uh, brought to my attention the 
trailer for The Dark Knight Rises, which is coming out this summer, which I'm getting really amped about. Because I went and revisited The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. a movie that I was pretty excited about. And I've always, you know, I always make the point about, you know, when Tim Burton came and did those first two Batmans, that was fucking amazing. Amazing. But this new style that this Christopher Nolan character has, uh, it's a more, um, a more modern view of Batman. More kind of realistic. Tim Burton's, yeah, was still kind of comic-y. It didn't have the pow, pam, pew, and the black Catwoman. I think they should have kept black Catwoman, though. Hmm. Well, I think it's the director's choice or whatever, but anyway, not against it. Um... The uh, although technically they did bring back a cat, a black cat woman, but we won't get into. All that. right, we won't yes. get into that. We'll just move on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I went back and just because I I, I looked at the trailer again because I remember we did it, or I was I looked I was looking back on some old shows and we did you we actually played that one. Mm-hmm. And then I went back and I revisited The Dark Knight and like you watched it. Or you just yes, okay. And then I focused on some of the scenes, like um, the the uh, the writing, especially for the Joker. Um, Heath Ledger is definitely a pretty amazing. I I never would have said this until just recently when I went back and revisited this movie. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty fucking talented actor, and especially the writing for his character, you know, with you know his portrayal of it i mean he had to i wonder how much coaching you know they said he was one of those guys that he would get into a role so much that it would make him sick Hmm. that he would have a hard time after the movie was wrapped up he would have a hard time coming out of that character that's what they said about him as an actor Hmm. i think i might have heard that too you know and then a lot of people consider that to be his last movie but the last one was actually Something else. Dr. So. Majerium's Wizardarium or something. Dr. P- um, Parnassus Mister- Imaginary yeah. something or another, Imaginary. which is actually pretty good. I, yeah. I had fun watching that movie, but go on what you're saying about the Joker. He, the, um, as far as uh, the, the, some of the shit he says, and I know Heath Ledger didn't write this stuff, but somebody did. But it's did. the way he delivered somebody it. Somebody did. And just as impressive as some of the um, rants that he goes on, um, yeah, like I, I just all right. What I was gonna say is how much co- how much did Christopher Nolan come up to him and said, "I want you to talk this way. I want you to be like an, an aggressive terrorist type, but but have a like nerdy like." like um, social awkwardness about you that he had, you know what I mean? Like, that I think I might know the answer to. What is the answer? I think um, he went and did his own research about, I mean, there's all these different stories. Like if you read the comics, there's different origins of how the Joker came to be. Um, and I, know, I definitely know it was a collaboration between Heath Ledger and Christopher Nolan, mm-hmm. how this Joker should be portrayed. And uh, I believe I read somewhere that he had, stayed in a hotel room for a while to master this Joker that, you know, that's in the film now. And he just went through and read like a couple of the um, comics that this movie's based on. And he came up with the character, his mannerisms, how he spoke and, you know, so forth and so on. And that's what came about. And you got an Oscar for it. So, and I completely agree with you. I just love the way he portrays him. Um, He's very, uh, very 
almost unsure. Like you really see it in the opening scene where he comes in and the mob guys are all meeting. And like when I first saw it, I was like, Ugh. just that very first when he walks in and some of the things he says, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> but uh, that that goes away very quickly, especially when I first saw it, because the, then you see like he's he's a little awkward and the voice at first, you're like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But is a fucking raging uh, madman. Yes. Agent of chaos, he says. Fucking crazy terrorist. He's he's the ultimate terrorist. But behind his little like geeky awkwardness, he comes out like when he you know when he comes out and he fucking you know tells the couple different stories as to why his fucking cheeks are all scarred up. You know, why he he has a permit. Yeah, that's when you're like, holy shit, this guy is fucking mean. Even though he's like kind of. And I mean, I know that's the Joker, you know, that's the character, but he does it in such a fucking crazy way. I just want to play a scene from that one that I'm very, very impressed with. And then I want to say one thing about the uh, trailer that I've gone back and looked at a couple times for this new movie. But anyway, this is this is a scene that really uh, is pretty impressive, I think, from The Dark Knight. Here we go. Who is this? I had a vision of a world without Batman. The mob ground. Just smoke a big joint right now and listen to fucking some of the shit that comes out of this movie. And it was so boring. I've had a change of heart. I don't want Mr. Reese spoiling everything, but why should I have all the. I'm a dog. I don't know what happened there. And you were talking cars. When you and uh, Rachel, Rachel! Rachel were being abducted, I was sitting in Gordon's cage. Now, I, I didn't rig those charges. Your man, your plan. Do I really look like a guy with a plan? You know what I am? I'm a dog chasing cars. I wouldn't know what to do with one if I caught it. You know, I just do things. I just do things. The mob has plans. The cops have plans. Gordon's got plans. You know, they're schemers. Schemers trying to control their little worlds. I'm not a schemer. I try to show the schemers how pathetic their attempts to control things really are. So, when I say... When I say that you and your girlfriend was nothing personal, you know that I'm telling the truth. It's the schemers that put you where you are. You were a schemer. You had plans. And uh, look where that got you. I just did what I do best. I took your little plan and I turned it on itself. Look what I did to this city with a few drums of gas and a couple of bullets. Hmm? You, you know what I noticed? Nobody panics when things go according this to is, plan. This is awesome. What mm-hmm. is this here? Even if the plan is horrifying. If tomorrow I tell the press that I'd like a gangbanger will get shot, or a truckload of soldiers will be blown up, nobody panics. Because it's all part of the plan. But when I say that one little old mare will die, well, then everyone loses their minds. Introduce a little anarchy. 
upset the established order, and everything becomes chaos. I'm an agent of chaos. Oh, and you know the thing about chaos? It's fear. Yeah, so... <clears throat> So I have a couple of things to say about that. Yes. First of all, you need to see the most recent 30 Rock. I mean, it's a requirement. By Tuesday, next Tuesday, I hope you have seen it. All right. I'm not even going to say This is the why. one that came out thir- this past Thursday. Right. Um, <clears throat> and the Joker has been my favorite villain for many, many years. Um, way before. And this movie only cemented my love of the Joker. Mm. And... Um, uh, I forgot how it exactly happened. I think it might have been, again, shout out to my uh, writing mentor, uh, Melissa Donovan, writingforward.com. But I think she wrote an article a few, a while back ago about, uh, or maybe we got into a discussion about good heroes and villains. And ever since then, it had me thinking about what makes a really good villain. And I had recently watched the movie Four Brothers and how that villain wasn't as great as a villain as he thought he might have been. Because for him, he wasn't strong enough to fight his own battles. Whereas mm-hmm. someone like the Joker, he, you know, he's the Joker. So. He, that's another thing Heath Ledger does in this. Anytime that there's a, a, the slightest possibility that he can die, like in this scene, when he puts the, when he puts the fucking barrel of the gun up against his forehead mm-hmm. and gives Harvey Dent the opportunity to blow his brains out, and he flips the coin and he says, you live or you die, like... Just his, the, his, his facial expression with the possibility that he will blow his brains out mm-hmm. thrills him. And like when he wants Batman to hit him when he's on his crazy motorcycle, like, mm-hmm. he, like he loves being alive and surviving and doing the crazy shit that he does. But at the same time, the thrill of being fucking killed, just like he, he portrays that really well, like amazing. And just, I think... I don't know. It's just so much about the Joker that I love. Um, And another villain I just want to throw out I would love to take the Joker out back behind the middle school and get him (laughs) pregnant. Um, (laughs) I don't know about that one. I I don't think I can handle having other Jokers around. But another villain I want to throw out there real quick is uh, Benjamin Linus from Lost. Um, He is like another perfect villain because, once again, he is not afraid to fight his own battles, but he's very manipulative. Mm. Just like the Joker is, he can kind of make you think the way he thinks even though what he's thinking is absolutely insane but still it's just and there's something there's something about a villain where if he can make you laugh and also terrify you at the same time because even with the cartoon like the batman cartoons that came out in the 90s that i grew up watching he was still hilarious but i was still you know kind of threatened by him because he's not someone to play around with yet he's and making jokes, cracking jokes the entire but, time. But I mean, has, has, has the Joker ever been done in a way where he is the ultimate fucking t- just terrorist? I mean, you know, we, we, have a, we have an issue in our country in the past decade, the war on terrorism. Even though terrorism existed so long before 9-11, mm-hmm. that's what these guys are. They're not, we like to call them bad guys or villains. They're mm-hmm. fucking the ultimate badass terrorists. Yes. You know, and he is the ultimate one in my eyes, anyway. Another ultimate badass uh, villain, Gustavo Fring, Breaking Bad, new season this summer. It better be anyway. Have we gotten going there yet? To fucking lose my mind. I think I'm in the sh- middle of season two or three. I can't remember. 
I had I was watching other <sighs> shows, so I had to take a break. But I'm well, it's hard it. when you're juggling fifteen zillion fucking shows. It is, and I wonder how these uh, TV critics can do it because I mean, it's it takes too much time. Well, they, they but they get paid to do yeah, it. Yeah, right. That's, exactly. That's just just job. like if we got paid to sit on our asses for four hours a day, uh, it would be like stealing. Yeah. It really would be because... And then it would be easier for me to, to remove, review movies and TV shows because after I'm done doing my day job, yeah. I can go... Right. Like, and Sit on your ass some more and watch some shit. And I kind of get paid for that too because <laughs> like, we need you to review this TV show. We need you to watch this movie. I'm like, okay, I, if, you, if I must. If I must. Because it's such a horrible job. Mm-mm. I don't know if I can handle it. Um, I, right before I personally wrap up my... Uh, my um, uh, Batman hard on. I want to uh, uh, the in in the um, this main trailer, the one that you played for me a while back. Very all right. As like as impressed as I am with uh, the the words that flow out of the uh, Joker's mouth in Batman or uh, sorry, The Dark Knight. This. Uh, oh, who's the little gimp that he shows up twice in in the in the in this trailer in particular? I don't know if you notice it, because uh, I've watched this trailer probably like a thousand times because mm, I've been, I I've been it. analyzing it. You would. Um, in full black, the one leg's a little weird. They show him crawling out of that that huge well at one point. They show him walking into the some party, all black almost like a leather suit but it's a little loose hmm. it's like a little like a third uh third uh villain or something i don't know what that's it's, all about it's possible usually that happens with a uh, little gimp when it comes to part three of a, of a uh, movie like a superhero movie i'm not as ex- i'm not that excited about bane nothing about bane ever really got my um got me riled up but i think th- what people might be thinking will might happen is batman's back being broken right i think that's what it's the end of the little christopher nolan trilogy because that's what a lot that's that's what he's emphasizing christopher (laughs) nolan's emphasizing that this is the end of like the last part of the like his legacy and Mm. that's more than anything i can't wait for anne hathaway because this what she says in this fucking trailer is good is really uh, fucking well written and that's what I want to play because I've been I've been stressing about it. The little gimp. I worry yeah, about they your watch the sometimes. they watch the little gimp walk into this party. It's right after. All right. Anyway, this is Anne Hathaway. I just really like what she says. She is going to be the Catwoman, I guess. Uh, good. Cho- I I don't know Anne Hathaway. Good choice, I guess. <laughs> you guess. I think so. She she uh, she does she says these words very well in this in this little preview here so here. Europe, this is peacetime. You think this can last? There's a storm coming, Mister Wayne. You and your friends better batten down the hatches. Cause when it hits, you're all gonna wonder how you ever thought you could live so large. And leave so little for the rest of us. Pretty good. Like how that uh, references to even with uh, what's the dark going Knight. on now yeah. in our society. Because even with the Dark Knight, that's you know, we're all about terrorism at that point, and 
now we're all about the uh i mean it had to be because christopher nolan actually took some scenes to street mm -hmm. he actually record or filmed some scenes there so i mean that's straight out of the mouth of a fucking 99 percenter yes <laughs> as you lived so large and left so little for us <laughs> Good job, Anne Hathaway. I'm really looking forward to your performance, and I want to find out who the gimp is. <clears throat> yep, uh, what is it? June, May, May, June, something like that. Says it at the end. <laughs> Ooh, probably even July. I don't know, but there's a lot of stuff coming out this, uh, this summer. S just says summer 2012 on that thing, on that little teaser. <clears throat> but yeah, I can't wait either. Oh. Speaking of big to-dos, we have a 50th show coming up. What do you think we should do about that? I have no idea yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I wanted to bring in some, some randoms. I wanted to invite a couple people that have actually truly uh, supported the show since the beginning, some, some unknowns, and see if they can sit behind a microphone for an hour, possibly. I would also like to hope that I uh, get my phone to work. Like oh, you yeah. did that first time. Oh, yeah. So that would be great for our 50th, 50th episode. And then we can, if we can't get them here, maybe we could call them. Right. Or have them call us. Mm. One or the other. But that would be marvelous. If we could, if we could get that to happen. Boom. 50th episode. Oh, my. Lost Isle, summer 2012. <laughs> I mean, spring 2012. <laughs> That's what that was. Wow, that was a little creepy. That, that was my... <laughs> That was my trailer to sounded, the 50th episode. Sounded like a time. horror movie, kind of. <laughs> like, a, I don't know, Jason Returns or something. Um, and then just in the way of other uh, entertainment news, because this was a big thing when, when we were actually taking classes here. Everyone was having their radio show. Oh, back show. in those old days. Yeah, those old days. Oh, it seemed like forever ago. But because um, I know... Pretty much everyone did it, like from when we had to do the interviews on TV to when we did our own radio shows, everyone somehow or another mentioned Charlie Sheen. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was a big thing then. Yeah. So he has found his way back in the news. Uh, he's, did he? Really? He's got his new show coming out. It's I, funny. I was just thinking of that the other day, yeah. how everybody fucking was referencing that fucking crazy douche. Right. It's just like enough already. Enough. And it, it eventually did go away. So I was happy about that because I'm like, ugh. Tired of and that's how him. what I was thinking about the other day. I'm like, I'm surprised that we haven't heard a fucking single thing about this guy. Well, he has broke his silence about. Um, he's he's coming true about not Whitney, but about uh, two and a half men, and saying how how much of a dick fucking uh, Chuck Glory is. Actually, no, he's leaving Chuck alone now. He's just well, not. He already really. did that. He already pretty much fucking Basically, smeared that guy. He's saying how bad the writing is on the show is now, and how how. Uh, Ashton Kutcher kind of Oh, sucks. currently. Currently, currently, the writing is fucking Yeah, awful. how bad it is. And um, Although, I don't, I don't know if he's actually saying that uh, Ashton is bad. Look at the position he put them in. I mean, they had to fucking really, you know, they really had to dig up whatever they could to fucking keep that show going. Well, it's just they I had blame, to find I blame him. him for the writers being so shitty now. Uh, I don't even watch the show. I never watched it when he was on it. I didn't watch it after. I mean, I did check out that first episode after he left. Who didn't? But, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I've, I'm still not a fan. And I really don't care. Um, but he is saying how Ashton's getting, like, a bad deal now cause, uh, because the writing is so bad. So I'm not even I'm not really sure if he's saying that he, Ashton, is bad or just the writing he's getting is bad. But he's just saying the show sucks altogether. And he's, as for his new show, Anger Management, 
right now, I guess if the ratings do well, because right oh, now there's only right, 10 yeah. episodes, or there will be only 10 episodes, but if the ratings do well, he'll get an unprecedented 90 additional episodes. 90. So, you know what? I'm kind of hoping his show tanks. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I was really... Um... I was really hoping he was going to fucking bite the dust before someone like Whitney Houston, and who has been totally out of the spotlight. She, I mean, she might have had a few outbursts due to drug-induced craziness. Well, that's but just the thing. She was actually about to start doing some trying stuff. Trying to, yeah. Because she was in, in contention to be a new X-Factor judge. Do you think somebody went in there knowing she was like on a couple Valium and fucking just held her head under the bathwater? I don't think so. I mean, that's what Nancy Grace was trying to say. I know. That's why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that right, her, witch. Her that crazy. She is such a fucking... Ugh. Ugh. And then she ended up being like a trending topic on Twitter after that, after her little rant there. Um, but she had, you know, the X-Factor thing coming up. She also had... Um, no little babies have died in Florida lately, so she's got to fucking <laughs> jump all over... Uh, she finds whatever she can and just, you know... I don't know why people call her up to ask her her opinion. Like, it matters. Um, what's the other thing she has? Uh, this, this new movie called Sparkle, which is actually a remake, and so I want to go find the original and watch that one first before the remake of Sparkle comes out. Um, it's way too early to, to find out if it's Oscar-worthy. So if she gets nominated, the more likely she'll win. So I'm, I'm just saying, because that's, that's usually what happens. Not all the time, but, I mean, Heath Ledger. Um, why is that the only name I can think of right how, now? How many, how many jokes did you hear in the past, well, since she fucking died, about waiting to exhale? Did you hear any jokes about that? I actually didn't. I, I've, I, I mean, I know they're, I'm pretty sure I that they're Sire. out there. But for the most part, a lot of people that I, and it's mostly all through Twitter, but a lot of people that I follow, they're all really pretty respectful of her. Mm. I know they're out there, though. I know people are joking, making I just, jokes I, about I, it. I couldn't believe that wasn't like the first joke made. Hmm. Although I did read one, but I can't remember what it was now. And I don't think it was even really that offensive. So I'm like, eh, okay, that's you know, that's all right. But what time is it? Do you think they're throwing dirt on the coffin right now? It's no, some people are performing. It's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be so. They're not gonna be. It's, they're not gonna lower her into the ground until seven o'clock tonight, probably. Yeah, it's not gonna be over till I think like two. That's what it was on because I checked it um, last night to see how long it was gonna be on. I thought about DVRing it, but I'm like, you know what? I'm not going <clears> to because. I don't want to feel like I'm being sad and, you know, mm. I kind of just want to see the performances of like Aretha Franklin and uh, Stevie Wonder, but they're all going to be kind of sad, sort of. So I don't really want to go through that. Um, I mean, I respect her as an artist and I'm sad that she's gone, but I really don't want to sit there and be depressed. It's really gripped the nation. Yeah. And the world. And even that night that it happened, I went and it's like, well, you know, it's sad and everything that she died, but... I mean, the other, the top story that was on CNN that, that at that same time and was still going on was that there were 70 people that died in Syria. Yeah. So, and nobody was talking about that at all. So, well, and that's Syria what, gets old after a couple of days. Iran gets old after a couple of days. <laughs> it does, Whitney, yeah. you can really, really go to town with the death of Whitney Houston. And it's, there's no shame. There isn't. And I mean, a lot of people are ignorant to what's going on over there anyway. They, they wanted to fucking do her funeral at the goddamn... Uh, that Grammys. new no at the they, the her actual funeral they're having it you know it's low key compared to what they wanted to do but the family said fuck no they wanted to do it at the goddamn uh, whatever um, giant arena there in Newark one of uh, I forget what it's called it's pretty new mm -hmm. um, it's a stadium oh, okay. they wanted to do it in a stadium. 
So all our fans can go too. Right. So so they could pack in it, you know, and collect. So you think? So are you on a side of which one they should have done? Oh, I'm glad the family has some say to it, and yeah. let's have it private, and then we'll invite the cameras. But like, not I'm, the I'm, camera I'm, cameras. I'm but. glad Whitney's money hadn't fucking seduced her family. Right. That's the I wonder how much money she up. actually gave the rest of her family. I know they were saying her daughter, she was giving her like a thousand dollar a week allowance. Allowance. That's her daughter. Yeah. How much money was she sending back to Trenton, New Jersey? Hmm. Well, that's the other thing too that I was. Uh, I only read the headlines. I didn't actually read into it because I mean, there's way too much stuff out there. Like you were saying, it's a whole Whitney week right now. Mm. But um, oh, that was the joke I heard, and I actually thought it was funny. <laughs> um, no. Now that Whitney's dead, uh, can we bring Community back? And that was a joke about NBC because the TV show Whitney isn't doing so well in the ratings. So I'm like, wow, that was... It's not doing well? Apparently it wasn't doing as well as they thought it was or wasn't doing well enough. That's because Whitney Cummings is, is vulgar and she needs a... She needs an outlet like HBO. Yeah, which is why I was surprised that uh, Chelsea Handler's show got on there too, which I know she's pretty vulgar or can be. Mm. So like, eh, network TV? That, I don't know. That's like guys. giving Lisa Lampanelli a show on PBS. Mm, wow. How well... <laughs> But hey, they gave George Carlin a show on PBS. Or was that Shining Time Station on PBS? Yeah, it was. But he wasn't really the star of it. He was just a conductor. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. That is kind of crazy. Hey, you little snot-nosed faggot kids. Train isn't coming today. <laughs> I forgot the other point I was going to make about the whole... Uh, you know what kids spells... Out. You know what kids spell backwards is? Dick. <laughs> hmm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I completely forgot my I lost my train of thought. Mm. Yeah, the conductor has that has that effect on some of us. <laughs> uh, mm. Oh yeah, the, just surprisingly, um, I'm just shocked because someone like her would die before. Some God of forbid, these lunatics yeah. like Aretha Franklin or people older that he's like, oh, okay, well they were old. Well, but does uh, like did Larry a, King? Did a, he's still alive. Did Aretha Franklin ever go through an episode of um, drugs or self destructiveness? Like yeah. No, she just got bigger. Yeah, <laughs> that's the truth. Really, she just had a love affair with uh, chocolate cake and. I mean, she did get engaged for like a week, rolls. but. <laughs> but I mean, I like Aretha Franklin. Not enough that I probably would you know cry if she passed away, but. Huh. Maybe Al Green. I like Al Green. There's, yeah, I, I guess as much as I, and I, and I love to say this, I, I was, I was shocked, but I wasn't shocked. Hmm. Yeah. At first it didn't really, just because really there's so shocked. many other fucking crazy lunatics out there, you have celebrity status for whether, you know, they did anything that was that fucking remarkable to begin with. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that just, you know. I think I was also just shocked at how much publicity that she got yeah. and that, you know, I mean, I agree. I agree with you how everyone is not everyone, but all the, the media is just paying attention to this. Whereas like, I don't think there was much, this much publicity about like Amy Winehouse dying, no. but then again, she was a lot younger. Right. She um, didn't have the, she wasn't able to, to live out a, a career that, like Whitney Houston, even though right. she's trying to, you know, and that was her plan was to restore her, to restore her career. She's been out of the spotlight, spending a huge chunk of her uh, fucking millions on whatever. And I was actually hoping that, you know, and I had watched a video of her like 
a week before she she died, and I was like, you know what? I would like to see her make a comeback. I think she looked good at that. One of the, that most recent interview, I don't know who it was with. She looked good. Mm-hmm. She didn't look like a fucking frazzled crackhead like maybe five years ago. Yeah, like some interview she did. Yeah, was, yeah. Because there, right. there was a there was a period of time there she really did look like a crackhead. Mm-hmm. You're right. She did. But she, uh, you know. And uh, what about uh, what about the uh, the ex? Was he allowed to show up today? Yeah, he was allowed. He was welcomed. He yeah. was uh, invited. Uh, there was rumors that this, they said that he wasn't allowed, but I guess that was just rumors. You think you you think President Obama was invited? Is there? Oh, secretly, uh, <laughs> he could be. I don't know. Lurking um, in the shadows, <laughs> he could be, or maybe he's just watching on TV. Um, I don't know. That's possible. Stay at the White House and watch it on TV or drive up to fucking Newark. Hmm. I was wondering about that. Oh, that's mean, the other thing that happened this week with the whole, uh, what is that, the tax or whatever, something being passed. Oh, yeah. I wish government worked that fast all the, the time. The tax holiday. I mean, because that applies to me with my unemployment benefits. Working part-time. The extension of the, uh, yeah, the... I know they were debating it for months, but still, just the fact that it went from Congress to Senate, and I think President signed it, and so all within what a day. I wish everything worked that fast. Yeah, yeah, it would be nice. Like you know, if if we could have wrapped up the whole Whitney Houston thing in a day, would have been <laughs> nice. I, uh, I just I just feel like you know, God damn it. I do, I do see where uh, I do see where people are really outraged though about it. You know, at the same time, I, I don't care. I'm not going to make a big, a big to do about it. But it would be nice, you know. What exactly are you talking about? For example, <clears throat> the Giants won the fucking Super Bowl. Oh, okay. And they, I, they get a fucking, they get a, a grand fucking parade down. Well, every winner does. That right. happens every year. <clears throat> How come when a huge shipment of troops come back from Oh, I see what you mean. from Iraq, they don't get Afghanistan or any one of the dozens of countries that we semi occupy. You're lucky when, if they make the news. Right. How come they don't get one of those fucking parades down fucking 5th Avenue in Manhattan? Well, like come on, you know. Mm-hmm. I, so I understand the outrage with with with, you know, things this, that are celebrated that Probably should be celebrated a little less, and other things should be celebrated a little more. I mean, should, should write a letter. I have nothing. I, I, I see. It's hard for me because I do. I support these people that decide to, uh, to um, join a branch of the military and go and fight for their, you know, fight or die, fight and die, or come back totally fucked up for their country, for their government that sends them to places that we never should have gone to in the first place. That's where I'm kind of torn because I do, I, I respect these people so much for, for deciding to, you know, do this with their lives. But at the same time, there's been nothing that our government has gotten involved in pretty much in a long time that has been something you really should be sending these people out to fucking die for. And plus, even when they come back, they don't have like the best... Of no. anything, really. No. They're not like really treated as. They come back and they get fucking put in a. They put. They get put in a, an asylum, basically, like Walter Reed, and they fucking get to watch rats run by their fucking beds and uh, develop the worst bed sores 
even old people don't get bed sores as bad as these fucking guys do. I mean, I would think that, you know, they should get some kind of like, oh, you don't have to pay taxes for the rest of your life. Right. Something, something like that. Something <clears throat> where they're recognized and yeah, basically they can retire and they don't have to work anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, get some kind of great pension, some great health benefits. But, but no, where's that money going to come from? <laughs> it's, it's a... I don't want to pay any more money in taxes so that we can let these guys live lavish lifestyles after they come home from dedicating their lives to the cause. I suppose that was some kind of congressman. <laughs> <laughs> that was Whiny McWeinstein. Mm. Repu- <laughs> Republican. From Republican from state. fucking Louisiana. Any Louisiana listeners, we still love you. We're just talking about, you know, that one Republican. You know who he is. We, we like any listener from Louisiana, but <laughs> not from Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Arkansas. Gross. Arkansas. Is, because there's an S at the end that needs to be pronounced. It's too saucy. It's gross. Yeah, let's, let's wrap this fucking ludicrous up. <laughs> Thank you for listening to us today yes. on the 46th. Don't forget to... Oh, we've got a bunch of likes recently, but we want to oh, yeah. encourage you to keep telling Our your popularity friends. is exploding. <laughs> Soon we'll, we'll be at 100. It'd be great if we were at 100 by episode 50. So yeah. thank you for telling your friends. Continue to tell your friends. Keep and, them coming. You know, direct them to Facebook and iTunes and everywhere. So just Google us. Thank you all, I guess. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and we'll... See you next next time. Later. Bye.